You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. Our fourth part in, uh, in this series, I Love My Church, is I love my church because it's a place where I can reach. Uh, reaching people is God's doing. He wants to reach people and save them. I want you to think about this as we go to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10, verses 8 through 15. I want you to think about someone that is close to you that is hanging from a cliff or drowning. They're hanging from a cliff or they're drowning. Would you throw a life rope to them to save them? And if you would not, I'm glad you're in church because you need Jesus. (laughs) The gospel is that life rope that we throw out to people who need God, who need Christ. Let's go to the word real quick and then we're going to talk about this, okay? So let me pray. Father, thank you for every person that is sitting in this second service We pray your blessing upon your word. I pray for clarity and intelligibility as I speak, Lord God. And more than anything, let your name be glorified through everything that is said. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said, amen. Amen. So the Bible says the word is near you. It's in your mouth and it's in your heart. That is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. Notice proclaim, you have to speak. Okay. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Notice it doesn't say that you have to act a certain way, you have to behave a certain way. You don't behave into salvation, you believe into salvation. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess your faith and are saved. As Scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord over all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I'm looking at Fausto and, and, and Becca, and I'm saying, you know, when we're in trouble, we call on the name of the Marines sometimes, right? Right? But for eternal salvation, we call on the name of Jesus Christ. How then can they call on the name, I mean, or on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And there's someone in here you need to understand that the gospel message of Jesus Christ is not do's and don'ts. It's done. It's good news because he paid the price on the cross. He paid it all. And when you receive Jesus, you are sanctified. You are blessed. You are saved for eternity. But there's two facets of reaching our world with the gospel. The first facet is Come and see. What I know for sure is everyone that Jesus ever came into contact with, they were impacted for the glory of God. From his very first miracle in Cana, when he turned the water into wine, those that were at that, that reception said to the, to the, 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 
homeowners, they said, usually people wait until everyone is intoxicated and then they bring out this cheap wine, but you waited to bring the best wine at the end. The reason for that is because Jesus makes everything super wonderful. Even when it came to setting the, the, the garrison man free from 70 demons, we see that it brought glory to God and it impacted people. Or, or speaking to the wind to be still in the presence of the disciples, he said, wind, be still. And that storm stopped and subsided in, their pres- in his presence. And those disciples were impacted for the glory of God. Or if he was fe- uh, feeding 4,000 at one time with two fish and, a couple, and several loaves of bread, or it was 5,000 the next time, it impacted people for the glory of God. Or if he was walking on water, it impacted people for the glory of God. And one statement that helps us to reach people is come and very early on in Jesus's ministry there were two men that came to him and they later became his followers his disciples and they asked him where are you staying and Jesus invites them to go hang out with him with these words he says come and see and it was about four o'clock And they went to where he was staying, and they stayed there with him for the rest of the day. And when they spent time with Jesus, they were changed forever. I want you to think about that. When we spend time with Jesus, we are changed forever. Rosetta said something that was huge. She said, we don't change people. Jesus does. The word of God is, are the words of Jesus. And, and Jesus said, come and see. And, and when they came and see, they were impacted for the glory of God. Could you imagine what they said when they went amongst their friends? What would you do today? I was chilling with Jesus. Right? I was chilling with the king. And that impacted them forever. Now... After that, you see the disciples, there's kind of a, a progression that starts happening. And then Philip, he found Nathanael. And he told him, we have found the one that Moses wrote about in the law and about the, 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 whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. You see, Moses had written about a great prophet. And to all the Israelites, Moses was this great prophet, the one who led him in the wilderness, the one who parted the sea that God used to do great things. And he said, there's a prophet that will come after me. You need to listen to him. And then uh, Nathaniel says, Nazareth? Can anything good uh, come from there, from Nazareth? You see, people were not looking for a great prophet to come from Nazareth. They were looking for a great prophet to come from Bethlehem where Jesus was born. They were looking for a great prophet to come out of, Israel, out of Israel, the great city. And Philip looks at Nathaniel and he says this, come and see. I love this because it speaks to our lives. When we come to Christ, 
All of us sometimes come from insignificant places. And we meet a very significant God in Jesus Christ. Can anything good come out of Dallas-Fort Worth? Can anything good come out of the Copper Corridor? Can anything good come out of Oracle? Can anything good come out of Saddlebrook? Can anything good come out of anywhere? Good comes out when God is in that place. My dad, before he died, he came and visited LWC. You know, he'd come, he'd come every once in a while. He's, he was Roman Catholic, and he loved, his, he loved his Roman Catholic background. But he, there was something about coming to Living Word, that the worship and everything, he, he just felt the presence of God. He loved it. And so he, uh, because first of all, it's not about being a Roman Catholic or Living Word Chapel or a Baptist. It's about Jesus Christ and having a relationship with him. And so my dad comes, and he's getting ready to, to go back to Lordsburg, and, and someone looks at him and says, John, why do you want to go back to Lordsburg? Is there anything good in Lordsburg? There's nothing in Lordsburg. And my dad looks, and he always had a cheesy grin. He had this real nice grin. He said, actually, Jesus is in Lordsburg. And can I tell you, wherever God's people, you come and see, and you see that Jesus is there, and he makes an eternal impact in people's lives. Amen? Right now, we have a team getting ready to go to Puerto Penasco. We have a team that's going to be building a bedroom, and they're going to be building a, uh, a bathroom for some directors over there. They're getting ready. They're going to be leaving right after the service, and they're going to say, come and see the great things that God can do for you. Come and see are some very important words. What a great invite for us to give to someone to go to a small group. Pastor Jeff talks about small groups because he's a small group pastor. And he's been impacted through small groups. But what a great way to invite someone. Come and see what God can do for you. What a wonderful way for us to invite someone to the Sunday morning worship experience where we come together and we worship the living God and he shows up in our midst and we invite people. We say, come and see the great things that God can do for you. There was a woman that Jesus came into contact with and she had a lot of failed relationships. She had five failed marriages she was struggling in one more unmarried relationship. She was friendless and hopeless. She was at the end of her rope. And Jesus made it a point to visit with her when everyone else shunned her. Even at the expense of his disciples grumbling about him talking to a woman and worse than that, talking to a foreigner. And Jesus told her, you're here at this well. I have water that I can give you that you'll never thirst again. You see, this water that I'm drinking right now, I'll get thirsty again. I'll have to drink because I'm a dry preacher, so I have to drink a lot of water. <laughs> but the water that Jesus Christ gives, it's eternal. It continually fills me. So Jesus said to her, whoever drinks of the water I shall give to him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall become a well of water springing up to eternal life. Imagine that. A person who was dissatisfied with broken relationships found restoration in Jesus Christ. 
And she ran to the village where she was previously shunned. She walked to the well because she didn't want to be around anybody. But when Jesus Christ met her, she ran back to the village. And she didn't care about anybody else because she had found someone at the well that she had never found before. And the Bible says this, that she said, come and see a man who told me all the things that I have done. Could this be the Christ? Come and see a man that has told me everything that I have done. Could this be the Christ? And it says that everyone in that city, they went out and they were coming to Jesus. Now, I know that there are people in our lives that are struggling with relationships. There are people in our lives that have been divorced or going through a divorce or a breakup because we have an enemy that wants to come in and penetrate and separate our lives. He wants to penetrate families and separate you. He wants to penetrate your relationship with God and separate you from that. And notice that Jesus did not shun the woman. He loved on her. And he loved on her not in a, I will use you for my disposal, but instead, I will fill you with restoration and righteousness. I will make you right where you have been wronged. You see, there are people all around us that are broken, and they need to hear the words, come and see how good Jesus is. We had a lady in the first service. I didn't find out until in between services. She was living in the desert for many years, never knew God. There was a person in our church that actually works as a constable that went and found her in the desert to serve her papers. And when he found her, he went and he prayed with her. This was a year ago. Today she was sitting right here in the church service, giving glory to God and being set free. Come and see the great things that God has done for me. I found out that uh, 82% of the unchurched are at least someone likely to attend church if they're invited. According to Tom Rayner's book, The Unchurched Next Door, and then it says, and only 2% of church-going people ever invite someone to church in a given year. Not at Living Word Chapel, of course. Seven out of 10, seven out of 10 unchurched people have never been invited to church in their Those are neighbors that we have. Those are people in our community. I want you to think, have you invited someone to church? Benny Silva and I, one of the elders, we have been going for four weeks to go with an, uh, uh, a couple, and we've been leading them through the Connect 101 class in their homes. And the reason we're going to their homes is because the gentleman is in his last stages of cancer. And so we've been going and doing the Connect 101. First time I ever went there, he, they weren't giving him much time. They were on, he was on hospice, and I went over there, and I prayed with him. They wanted to, for a pastor to go and pray. Prayed with him. He's still here. She's still here. And in that time, we've been progressing, and, and what they said to us is, first of all, thank you for you guys taking the time to come and pour into us the things of God. And the other thing is thank that person, that couple, that invited us to church. That couple was here in the first service. 
That couple that's supposed to, that, that we've been ministering to, they were going to try to make it here. I don't see them. But they could not make it because he's weak. But I'll tell you what, the church is about going and giving the love of God to people. Come and see. The second facet is go and reach. Jesus said, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Does that mean the Copper Corridor? Does that mean Hayden, Winkleman? Of course. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You see, I'm convinced that reaching our world with the gospel was never intended to happen in the confines of four walls of a church building alone. It was never intended for a pastor to be alone in in preaching the gospel. It's intended for the community of believers to go out and to love God and to go to people that don't know him and to reach them with the love of Jesus Christ. Pastors and leaders are here to equip the church to serve to serve the church and to reach people. Just like it says in Ephesians 4, 11 and 12, it says Christ himself gave gifts. He gave the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Our Sunday morning worship experience, it's a wonderful place to invite. Just this year, just this year, there's been 59 people, I mean, we haven't read the ones today, but 59 people that on their connection card said, I am making a decision to follow Jesus for the first time. 59 people in just 2016. But it's not meant just to be in church. It's meant for all of us to go out and reach people the best that we can. When we do that, beloved, we have a high view of God. We have a high view of Christ. It's believing that the God that we serve is bigger than the problems that people have. It's believing that the God that we serve, the God that we're able to love, the God that is able to pour into our hearts, that he's bigger than any circumstance. Anyone that's drowning in a circumstance can be saved through Jesus Christ. One thing I know for sure is that the gospel changes people's lives, and that's why I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the very power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. To the one who is drowning in a broken relationship, or the one who is drowning in a lake of deception, to the one who is drowning in a rushing river of debt, to the one who is drowning in a sea of depression, To the one who is drowning in a murky, muddy swamp of materialism, or the one who's drowning in the bottomless lake of empty religion of do's and don'ts, I will throw them the life rope of the gospel. Will you join me in throwing the life rope of the gospel? The rope that ends the tiresome life of I should have or I shouldn't have, or I can't believe I did that, did this, and, and I can't believe you did that. It's a rope that is anchored in Jesus Christ, the one who said, I have come to save those who are 
lost. The ones that are dangling, the ones that are hanging and drowning, he said, I came to save them and we get to be a part of his team. Isn't that amazing? Here's the greatest thing. There's power. There's a promise of power when we go to reach our world. Uh, I can't help but think, Fausto and Becca, you guys have been empowered with some wonderful giftings and tools that come from our wonderful armed forces. You know, there's tanks at your disposal. You can get a, you know, you can get a, a, a rifles. You've got, you've got jets. You've got things at your disposal. Our, our military... People have poured into it, our government has poured into it so that we can have a a fortified military that can withstand the enemy in any given day. The God that we serve has given us power so that we can withstand the wiles of the enemy and we can make a difference in people's lives. The Bible says that he, he said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses. You're going to have the power to be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. I believe this with all my heart. I believe that God brought you here today. There's never accidents with God. Would you mind just bowing your head and let the Holy Spirit keep speaking to you this morning someone is here today and it's very simple you're here because you need to grab a hold of the life rope you're drowning in a circumstance or a life situation that is so much bigger than you The good news is Jesus is bigger and he's stronger and he desires to be your anchor in life. You are not alone when Jesus is in your life. And if you've never prayed to receive Jesus, today's the day that you do so. It's a simple prayer. It's just saying, God, I am a sinner and I need your forgiveness. I am so tired of trying to live my life without you. Today, I'm making the decision to give my heart and my life to Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus died for all of my sins on the cross at Calvary. I believe he rose from the dead on the third day just like the Bible said he would. And I'm making the decision to follow him from this day forward in the fellowship of the church. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Everyone keep their heads bowed. I believe with all of my heart that there's someone in here, you prayed that prayer, and today you're starting your journey with Jesus. And all I'm going to ask you as your pastor, or the pastor, is for you to raise your hand so that we can agree with what you did. And we're going to give him glory for for what he's done and for who he is. No pressure. I would never put pressure because this is the most important decision anyone could ever make. No pressure at all. Thank you, Jesus. You're a good God, Lord. You never force us to do anything. 
force us to do anything. Amen. I still believe in my spirit there's someone that you came this morning so that you'd give your life to Jesus. You can put it on your connection card, and that'll be wonderful, and we'll pray over that. Now, for everyone else, here's the action step, okay? Here's your action steps. How do I become intentional in reaching my world for, for Jesus? Number one, you need to take the 401 Reach class if you have not already done so. It'll give you tools that you've never had, and it'll help you to be able to process how we reach people. The second thing is you make a list of three people in your life who need Jesus and begin to pray for them daily. That prayer could be, Lord, I pray for my neighbor. His name is blank or her name is blank. I pray for them. You work in their hearts. Simple prayer. What I have found is every time I've made a list of people to pray for, I have found that they come to Jesus because we're intentional. The third thing. Make it your goal to invite and bring the people who God has placed in your circle of influence to our Sunday morning worship experience. Don't be one of the 2%. Be a percent of people that invite. Number four, write down a short testimony of what Jesus has done in your life in your notes app or an index card and begin to share it with peeps God has placed in your life. In fact, I would use your uh, I love my church card today. I would, I would list three people, even right now, three people God has placed. And then I would put, start to put a, a testimony. Not a testimony, but a testimony. And number five, get in a small group and bring people with you. And let's allow God to do the rest. Let's all stand and worship our King. message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.